0: Today is March 28th, 2021. This is episode 142 of Maelstrom Radio.
1: Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts,
0: Flattus and Shinker. And welcome everybody to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Peter, uh, aka Flatus, and with me, this guest host is rumored to be the namesake of my cat. That is not true. What is true is that they both can lick their own buttholes. Please welcome Fen, F-E-N, not Finn, (laughs) F-I-N-N.
1: I hi. <laughs> I was teasing. I said that you guys named your cat after me, but uh, but obviously you did not. Where where did not. the name come from by the way? I'm just curious. Uh
0: we wanted uh like a nerdy name for our cat and uh Susan and I both like Adventure Time. And Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, and he was uh we you know his story was that he was found outside of a Walmart and he was all messed up and we have the before picture which Susan posted on Twitter. Uh, and he was not in in good time, so I, I you know I figured he's kind of like a adventurous like, and he is. He's kind of like a nice chill cat. Like I'm very lucky to have found found Finn. So and uh, right on, yeah. So never 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 will complain about uh, that cat. He's he's adorable. He's very sweet. Like even like uh, like when he rolls on his back and like lulls you into uh, you know. The the, soft, the, the the false sense of security of rubbing his belly. Uh, even when he goes to attack you, it's it's very, like, gentle. Like, he fake bites you, and he's like, oh, I'm kicking you, I'm scratching you, and he's not really scratching Like, you know, he may nick you, but... Like, he, he's... Yeah, he, yeah. It's all just... But, man. Uh, I, this is your first time on any of my shows. Hi, welcome.
1: <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <clears throat> I know, I... I never run a camera. I don't, and I just, I don't know why. I just don't. Uh, and I see my pictures of my dog, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, uh, which I troll people with from time to time, and, and some people get mad at that. But I, I, I post that same picture about once every two or three months, and just see how many likes it gets, and see how many people forget, and then we'll say, "Oh my god, he's so cute." And I, I've done it like ten times now, probably. And uh and once the people that recognize it when I do it, I, cause I tell them on my show, I'm like, I could do that right now and I'll probably get like twenty, thirty likes. Yep. And I will. And uh and then um the people that recognize it and know what I'm doing will like just send me like me like messages like, How dare you do that again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've works. posted that picture of that dog and got twenty likes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> I mean, I just had, you know, it was like, a th- it, you know, the theory, the sort of internet theory of like, you know, there's a few things that you can post and people won't pay attention. They'll just like it. You know what I mean? And one of them is animals. Like if you have a cute animal picture, you can do it yeah. over and over and it works.
0: It, it does work. And it's funny because I think you had posted it 12 hours prior of me posting it. and I saw people that liked it, like your photo, liked my the
1: photo and yeah, the same exact photo that I posted. doesn't matter that, you know. You could just post it. I, and I'm not going to do it now, but you, I could do it now and probably get 20 likes. Oh, yeah. 20, 30 likes pretty quickly. And uh, and then also about 10 messages like, don't – why are you doing that again? Stop it. I yeah. don't like it. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I, I didn't do this, but um, I got like one of those offers for a – um, put a picture of something onto a puzzle, you know? Yeah. And I put that picture <laughs> of my dog on a puzzle. and I, I let the cat out of the bag cause I kind of wanted to do the puzzle first myself to see, you know, uh, just to check it out. And it is impossible. Uh, it, the pieces are super tiny, the picture that, that I'm talking about of my dog has tons of carpet in it, which is all like the same color. And the dog is mostly just one color. And I was going to send it to one of my co hosts, like that really gets annoyed when I post that picture. I may still, but um, I couldn't do the puzzle. And I was just like, ah, I want to at least try try to finish this once. But it's. How anyway, many pieces is I it? I, I don't know exactly, but it's not that big, you know, because it was a free thing um, through like my phone carrier or something. It's probably eight and a half by 11 in size. And it. The pieces are tiny, and it's one of those like, it's just a, you know, a punch out where they just kind of chop the pieces, and a lot of the pieces fit where they shouldn't fit, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, so yeah. you cannot even know that you're doing it incorrectly if you follow my, what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, so I gotcha. it, it's, it's just, it, it is a, an effort in frustration to even try and do it. I might, I, I don't know, like, if anyone, you know, has a, Uh, an inkling to do like a terrible puzzle that will just make you mad. Like I might send it off to somebody. Uh,
0: Susan in chat says that, uh, that the puzzle will be a future secret Santa gift.
1: (laughs) I think that's what I'm thinking. And I was, I was going to do it last year, but I didn't, I mean, I didn't quite get it in time to send it out to somebody, but it's it's, there. It's going to end up in someone's garbage because they're just going to try it and get so mad at it and just throw it away because it is impossible.
0: Somebody who likes puzzles will probably like that, just because it's more of a challenge.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just is. It, the pieces shouldn't be able to fit where they don't belong, and, and they do. So you can't even tell, like, if you're doing it correctly. So it, it's very, it'll kill you.
0: Oh yeah, I, yeah, I <laughs> forgot. Well, I forgot. Like the the first year I did Secret Santa, I, I got you, and I did send you and your dog gifts <laughs> for
1: Secret Santa. Oh, you guys, you guys sent awesome stuff. I remember, um, was that the, that was the year that the, that I also got those cookies from the, um, New York times recipe, right? Oh dude, those, that was such a hit. Um, I had to find that recipe and then I remember like myself and a co-host and I want to say even a couple other people ended up making those cookies as well. Um, I mean, besides the other cool stuff I got, but, um, those were like some of the best cookies I've ever had. Uh, oh yeah, I,
0: we. I, I sent you the cookies. I sent you the the new day craft, uh, like v- super rare, like you can only get it once a year. Mead. Uh, oh yes,
1: uh, yes, that was fantastic.
0: That that and that's There's still a of hard to get. So it's thanks, and Susan, Chad. Thanks, Alice and Roman. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about other internet chefs later in the show. Uh, <laughs> 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 um. Oh no! Those cookies are great. Like, it's it's such a good gift to send somebody. It's just those cookies are just very nice. They're they really are perfect. It's a nice blend of both, like a chocolate chip, a chocolate chunk cookie, and a and a shortbread cookie. It's
1: it's it's so and nice. This sort of the secret. I mean, not that you know. It's and if you're looking for it, Susan just put it into chat. But mm-hmm. um, New York Times. Salted chocolate chunk shortbread cookies, but the salt is actually a big part of it. Like on the top of the cookie, there's a little bit of sprinkled coarse salt, and it that salty sweet shortbread, you know, chocolate combination is just oh so good. It it is like
0: you know salt fat acid heat situation going on there. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of salt, a little bit of of the the bitterness from the the chocolate. It's a, it's great. It's a, it's a great recipe.
1: Man. Yeah, highly recommend. I want to make them. <laughs> I know, right?
0: uh oh, oh, better stop talking about the cookies and the food because I'll, I'll talk Susan to go get <laughs> all the stuff, and she'll, And she'll, I'm not she'll, usually she'll like
1: a uh, super sweet, you know, person anyway, and that totally hit the mark for me. Yeah, they're they're interesting just because. You actually roll them up into like a, I mean, I know we're still talking about it, but, and then you slice <laughs> the roll into like cookies, and then cook them that way, and you roll the whole roll into sugar, so the edges are all coated in sugar, yep, and then the top has a sprinkling. So, oh, I could go on. Yeah, there. it, it, it forces us, us to buy, buy them, let's talk about video, video games. games all caps. Yeah, uh, it
0: it, for, it did force us to buy the like fancy malden like flaky salt to put on those cookies, right. and man, but it, 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 it is worth it. Like just everything that all the entire cookie's worth it. So, uh, so let's, let's talk about some things like, uh, so how initially, like how I discovered you is that your, your show VenChat chat was a, uh, a world of Warcraft podcast at the time. Mm-hmm. I, and that, and that was a game I played a lot of, uh, during my, my early twenties, uh, late teens, early twenties. And, uh, and I discovered you guys, and I, I think I've been listening since episode one. You're now on uh, what what episode number are you
1: guys are on now? <laughs> uh, I just edited it, so it's 571.
0: <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so uh, you know, for be- you know, better or worse, I've been around that long. <laughs> so right, uh, and you know, you you are the reason why I got into podcasting because I remember you doing a. Side, I can't remember, and I want to say maybe it was with Stopcast Mike and I, maybe Rusty, uh, about like how to do a podcast and why you should podcast. (laughs) Like, and I listened to that, I was like, you're right, I should do this. And, uh, you know, I, and I did, and it was great. And initially, all my podcasts have been focused around video games in one form or another. And uh, so I did want to, the first thing I want to talk about was a little bit of EverQuest, because that's where you got your MMO start. And, yeah. And I know, like, you, you you bounced out of their, what, like, third expansion in as soon as they were going to the moon and they introduced cat people?
1: <laughs> uh, I played that one, uh, you know, a decent amount. But shortly after that, yeah, I bounced out of it. Um, but that was my first, like, you know, MMO addiction, I guess you would say. <laughs>
0: I, uh, so I've been following, uh, Pantheon Rise of the Fallen, which is, uh, the late great, uh, Brad McQuaid's, uh, he, he wanted to make like the best, like, you know, true successor to EverQuest. Yeah. And, uh, Pantheon Rise of the Fallen was something I've been following and it does give me those strong, like EQ1 vibes in a great way. Like, like post- like whenever he decided to not be involved anymore, you can tell like the game changed. And I feel like looking at that game, I'm like, Oh, I can get behind this. So I see what they're doing. Uh, and, uh, it looks great. And I, I, I know that, uh, wow is something that you're, you're probably going to go, uh, back to burning crusade, which we'll talk about later. But, um, have you, have you looked at Pantheon? I know it's far off from being released, but have you looked at the game at all?
1: I, if this is the one that I'm thinking of, this is the one that's been on going on for years and years, right? That they've been kind of on again, off again. Or am I thinking of a different one?
0: Uh, it, at first, they had a, like a rocky start with Kickstarter, but now they have true funding. Like they actually do. Uh, okay. Get, yeah, now they're getting. I think like the last thing they got was like ten million dollars in funding, and they. Oh wow. Uh, the, yeah, like like they developed a uh, a playable. Chunk of game where it starts off in a building and you can gear up and see some of the crafting and actually do a a dungeon, and they took that around. They got like ten million from uh, an investor to help produce the game. Still, Um, it's it's super interesting. I mean, it it reminds me a lot of like EverQuest. Like you know, they have like a mesmer uh, a mesmer class and and Mm -hmm. wizards and things like classes can play off of each other a little bit so like yeah and it's very Let's, much that group oriented uh mmo versus like wow which i think is more focused on the single player aspect i think in most you know mm-hmm. unless you're doing end game rating Where i think this is more like you know journey journeying through the world would still be better with like more than you know two two people instead of one
1: it's it's interesting because um Well, first of all, the one that I was thinking of, and tell me if this is what they originally started, but, um, there was one that they were trying to be, like, sort of a successor to EverQuest, but they were doing some dynamic stuff with, like, um, oh, say you go kill a camp of orcs, um, the next time, or, you know, it might change the way that those mobs act after that, or maybe, like, um, their village will get smaller or bigger, or a chieftain will show up, depending on what you do. Like the game, sort of that that I remember hearing about getting worked on, had sort of an aspect to it that it wasn't static, and the world would change depending, like for everybody, depending on what happened. You know that, what I mean? That is that was EverQuest Next. Uh, now, okay, that's what I was thinking of. My bad.
0: Yeah, and and they did can't they canceled it, and I think part of the reason why I, I believe they canceled it was that. Sony sold like shut down uh Sony uh SOE. Yeah. Yeah. And they were sold to a an investment company and that investment company eventually sold them last year to another company but this other company I think they're called E7 and E7 bought like the Mech Warrior franchise. From what I've seen, and like I did, I did a little bit of research on them. They they've all like the like even like their reasoning for buying gaming companies is to help them produce gaming so they can make money as any company would want instead of just you know how can we set them up to sell at a higher cost than what we bought them. Like even Mech Warrior, they gave them money to, you know, create the last two Mech Warrior games and that are on Epic Game Store and stuff like that. So. It, they say they are. they have something in the works they have i, I don't know if it's an, another i don't think it's gonna be eq next i don't think i don't think we're gonna get that but i think i think that they're gonna work on an everquest 3 i don't know what that's gonna okay. look like uh,
1: you, uh, but, I, uh go ahead sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say that that when they were when i was hearing about the details of everquest next it was almost like there was almost like a minecraft element mixed in with it um if I'm recalling correctly, but it yeah. just seemed like they had some really cool ideas, um, that I wanted to see flesh out into an actual MMO. But, um, real quick to get back to your point with, um, uh, the Pantheon one. Um, it's funny because the wow, cause while classic came out, which is like, re- you know, basically just starting over from the original, um, release of world of Warcraft. Uh, it actually w- was a little more not focused on single. Like, there were classes that and, and different specs of those classes that would have problems doing things by themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, and, they, and they did change that. Like, they change it. So, but, you know, the next expansion, or, you know, the, it's actually the second expansion of the original game, mm-hmm. but that's in uh, beta, just started on that. And it'll come out, like, I guess later this year that everything changes to where everybody can kind of do everything. And that's the sort of normal MMO procedure these days. Like you want to play solo? Sure. You want to play with a group? Sure. Uh, And EverQuest was absolutely not that way. Like there were a ton of classes that couldn't do things by themselves. Like uh, a warrior, for example, he can't, you know, warrior can't heal. uh, And there isn't any sort of eating or drinking to get your hit points back. So, Warriors were like an absolute grind by themselves, Um, rogues, you know, things like that, where other classes could just blast through soloing. Uh, And that was one of the earlier MMOs, and people found out, you know, know, they found out that people don't like that. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) wants to do everything. So (coughs) when they made the next round of them, like WoW and stuff like that, they um, tried to incorporate more ability to do things by yourself. So that's it's, interesting that Pantheon would not, would, but, would go back to that. Yeah.
0: And it's funny though. Cause like, I, I like to look at like what streams well on Twitch, uh, not just for my sake, but just for like out of curiosity and you see mm-hmm. project 99 and yeah. old, old EQ. Uh, and there's a few other like final fantasy 11, the original MMO, which is, which mm-hmm. was copied a lot of EverQuest. That's where they got the inspiration for it. You know, um, a lot, a lot of those games stream higher than newer. Uh, other than WoW, I think just WoW just is, is its own beast at this point. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And the fact that they don't separate classic from World of Warcraft, so like th- those numbers are all in- all included in that. So I'd, right. I would love right. to see the breakdown of how many people are streaming classic versus retail. Um, but you could see those h- numbers are higher than most current MMOs, and I find that so interesting that people are like, oh, like, because a lot of people were like, oh, Classic is better. Like, because, you know, we, we could only, as as we got older, we could only tell, like, people, like, oh, you missed the days of, of such and such and such and such. And then they go back and play it. They're like, oh, this is better. <laughs> they're like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. it, Because it, I think a lot of people weren't expecting cl- cl- Classic to fall off. But the numbers actually were, uh, you know, based on, like, at certain add-ons that track that stuff they the numbers were equal to the amount of subscriber like players of retail and that's very right. telling and i'm surprised that you know blizzard isn't learn, like trying to i'm sure they are i don't know if it's going to be for the current expansion but i think for their next expansion they're gonna i think they'll look at that and be like what
1: can what can we take from this and
0: you know yeah what does it, it, what does it
1: say it's one of those things where you know you can't you can't unring the bell that is the current version of wow. And some of what I think it just suffers from is just bloat because everybody wants something new or different. Each expansion, they don't just want, you know, the same thing, the same thing. So you eventually you're adding more and more classes and more and more races and more and more and more and more. And, more. Uh, and sometimes like simplicity, you know, I don't know if if that's the right word for it, but is, is enjoyable and um and some of it's not you know there's some things like i'm you know i'm playing i played last night in um classic world of warcraft i'm still trying to level up a guy that i want to get to max before the expansion comes and uh one of the negatives is that everyone knows everything Mm uh and when you first played the game nobody knew anything yep so now everyone knows what resources to gather and you know how to beat everything and what's the best thing to you know the pe- the best gear to go after so you absolutely have like you know bloat on some items that are way overpriced if you try and buy them and they're constantly farmed so it's near impossible to get them and that kind of stuff so that's kind of a bummer um but you can't you know you, you can't relive it so it, but it is enjoyable just to be able to play the game before they made a lot of changes, some of which I didn't like. So
0: Susan wants that. Susan, (laughs) secret. Secret
1: (laughs) Yeah. I have, I have a, I have a, a class, a hunter class character that, um, I would only play on like a real downtime. Just like when I really just wanted to play like solo and, um, you know, put on some music and relax, uh, not, you know nothing against playing with other people but um you know sometimes you just want to do something by yourself and hunter in this particular game for me anyway is like the mi- most mindless easy class to play you send your pet in and just you know auto attack with a bow and you can kill about 90% of stuff that's in there and um i easily got him to max and he's just kind of parked um and now I'm playing what I think is a little bit more, uh, you know, it's, it's a Feral Druid, which is a little more hands-on. Like, I have to be pretty attentive to what I'm doing or I'll die. Uh, and uh, I've got him pretty close. I'm, like, three levels away from maxing. I was playing last night. And the other thing that is kind of rough with our particular server that um, we're playing WoW Classic on, which is Mancrick, uh, and our guild name is Could Be Worse, if you ever want to come find us, but, uh, (laughs) um, it's really unbalanced. Like there's in world of Warcraft, there's two factions, there's horde and there's Alliance and they can't talk to each other. They can't interact. They can't group, they can't do anything. They're supposed to be like enemies. Um, and we're not on a PVP server. So it's not, you know, people killing each other constantly, which is what you would get on a PVP server, but it's so unbalanced to the horde side. Like you know, it's, you'll see a person on your team, quote unquote, like one out of 10 people you run into and, and it gets <laughs> to be a bummer because they are farming or killing the same stuff that you need to kill. And it is, there's no, uh, friendliness involved. Like they see you and you need to get to a certain guy to kill him. Like they'll, they'll do kill him first on purpose just to mess with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I last night bumped into one guy on my team that was killing what I needed to also kill. And I was like, can I please join you? And he's like, yes. And we we, fi- we finally were able to finish some stuff that every time I went near that area to try and finish a quest, it was constantly the other side. The horde guys had it just packed and there was no chance of getting anything. So there's, you know ups and downs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there is. Uh, I, I know that like a lot of those questions, cause I, like I said, I'm in their discord. I, I follow them on, on Facebook for Pantheon. That's a lot of the questions they ask are like, what do you feel about this? And how do you like, what do you feel? And like, they're really are trying to tailor it in such a way that is both the good of the now and the good of what was in the past to make a cohesive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the right way of doing it. Uh, I, I'm interested, like I said, I'm interested in see I, I I've talked myself out of like giving enough money to, to get into alpha. <laughs> mm. Like I'm like, I could give them enough money and get alpha access, but I'm like, I'll just wait. I'll be patient and then just, you know, maybe jump in around beta and I'll be okay right. with that. And and because I'm interested in some of the races, you know, it's very much a Brad McQuaid. You know, game like it is mm-hmm. very much like, hey, there's climbing and wet, you know, weather you have to wear certain gear in, in cold climates or else you'll freeze. Mm-hmm. And like they like, it's there's all that stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's that's very much. I mean, I'm interested in their questing system that they developed and it's super smart, like how you can choose different paths to get to the end goal. So like I'm, I'm about that. I'm about like, you know, new ways of bringing, you know, even if it's going to be like a very niche MMO. I might be into that now. I think I'm, I'm just like, having played the new expansion, um, and ha- and re- getting a reminder of, how, like, especially now because they made it very lean to gear up, and mm-hmm. like they had to bring back valor points, and I'm like, I was like, this is all the stuff they said they wouldn't do again, and then they had to do it because they messed up, and I was like, you know, the the reason why your old game, you know, was a success is because you there was a lot of pre thought about gear drops and you know making things a little more flexible and accessible and and instead of you know and very horizontal uh and you know that's not the case anymore and you have to be a certain eye level and you got to do this and like again like it's it's finding that balance so i i agree i'm i'm yeah. excited for burning crusade cuz that's really it that really was a fun expansion uh so. yeah, that
1: was kind of the sweet spot yeah. for me for, for World of Warcraft, but the thi- well to to what you were talking about, there's a happy medium and you're never going to make everybody happy, but um, like you mentioned Project 1999 and for mm-hmm. people that don't know what that is, it's a it's a private server where they play the original like OG Everquest like the, you know, they only go up to I think the second expansion and then they stop. And they actually have the blessing of, um, the original creators of EverQuest, which was Sony at the time, um, because they are not, they don't do it for profit and Sony, I don't, I think they still don't. They, they didn't offer that as a product, so they weren't really competing with them. Um, and I've gone on there. I've played, I've had characters, I don't know my highest one, but I quit, you know, I, I did it with, um with one of our co-hosts for, for quite a while and then eventually petered out on it. But to give you an example, like, cause that they didn't really know everything that they were doing with the original EverQuest. They were just trying to create sort of a Dungeons and Dragons MMO type of game, but they had, you had to have food and water, for example, or you could literally die. Um, you would eat and drink automatically out of your bag. Uh, and you could, you know, die of thirst or whatever um you learn you didn't know how to swim when you came into the game so like when you would get into water you would move incredibly slow and then you'd see a little number tick up it's like you have become better at swimming one and it would take <laughs> like what you would have to do unless you really just wanted to torture yourself is at some point you would have to point your guy into the corner of a dock or something and just uh, like you know, auto swim forward into the dock and leave your guy for like a couple hours and come back so you could just know how to swim. Uh, and there's various things like that that were just oh, and then of course, if you died, everything on your body would stay on your corpse, and if you couldn't get back to that corpse, you could lose everything you had. Um, things like that were just very you know, you go back and play, and and there's some. Um, rose color glasses looking back on playing that. But when you yep. go back and play it, there's a lot of just sort of, well, you know what? That really wasn't very fun. And that yeah. was brutal. Oh, and dying, lo- you lose experience and you mm-hmm. can actually lose the level and not be able to cast the spells that you were previously able to cast <laughs> a minute ago. Just, I mean, just awful, like brutal things like that. Um, you know, you get to the, there was no instance anything. So you get to the bottom of a dungeon that's in, like, the the real, quote-unquote, world, and you die down there, and everything is kind of re-popped behind you. Uh, you better get help to get down there and get your body because it starts a timer. And it's a long timer, but if you can't get down there, you know, you need someone to either help you or, you know, you could pay someone to summon your corpse. But, I mean, all of your gear is there, you know. Yep. And then, by the way, you have to get back to it naked because you mm-hmm. don't have any more, you know or keep gear in the bank in case you die. So it's just wild like some of those changes are just quality of life changes that wow made for example and um other games of course because you want like what you were talking about with like you need to wear certain gear in different weather and all that stuff um that sounds good but there is a happy medium to it where is it fun that these rules are here or are do they go to the extent of just making it like i don't want to play this it's just annoying you know what i mean
0: yeah i i remember i mean like i said it's very like they're they're in pre-alpha at this point so like right. nothing nothing is set in stone yet i know they're still working out the kinks so every last video i saw about the 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 gear for them for that uh situation where they're like high up in the mountain there was some items you can put on your normal gear that that gave you that that sort of buff to to weather mm-hmm. that the the cold, and I'm like that's an interesting take on it. So you don't have to get specific. They, they said you can get specific gear or you can get this item that like heats you mm-hmm. up. And I was like, okay, kind of like a one of those hand warmer packs you throw, throw it in your. I was like, that's kind of genius. So like you have both options. Like it, like and yeah. I kind of like that, and it's like that way it's not a. I don't have to get this specific gear for anything. I can just go get these heat packs or whatever they are and, and add them into one of my gear slots and I'll be okay.
1: Yeah, so. I like that. See, like one of the things I remember in, in original EverQuest, the very you know, first thing, um, if you rolled a, a race that is, say, a, a human, uh, you can't see at night. And if you go into a cave or a tunnel or something and you don't have any sort of light source with you, you – Like it's literally a black screen, and and you you can just get lost and die. So, you have to have like a torch or some sort of item. And I'm talking about it's got to be like in your hand. So, it hinders you. You know what I mean? Like, you're not carrying a weapon, you're carrying a torch. And it's stuff like that where, you know, maybe, maybe let's not, you know, put that in next time because it just. It, it sort of, it's like, well, why do I want, you know, I'm just going to play a different race that can see in the dark, like humans yeah. are the worst, you know, uh, or, and there's a bunch, you know, there's like barbarians can't see and this and that. So I always ended up playing like some sort of elf or whatever, just because, just for quality of life reasons, because I was just like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with,
0: you know, not seeing. Uh, Agent Duper in chat says, D&D based game, except without a DM help, could a- actually help you.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. Basically, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Susan said humans are the worst.
1: Yeah, it's they are. the wor- I mean, it's funny. Really like, true. There's just a lot of different races and classes in the game. And then, of course, uh, the other thing that, like a quality of life thing was, um, say you're going to the banker and uh, you accidentally attack the banker, which you can do, suddenly they will kill you and your reputation might instantly drop where you can't bank anymore. Like, now what do you do? You know what I mean? And you have to go... <laughs> figure out what you need to kill to raise that reputation back. And it's as simple as just accidentally hitting auto attack on something that you, you know, we're like in, you would never even think of that in say any sort of world of Warcraft or most games, yeah. you can't kill people of your own city, like and ruin your reputation and never be able to go there again. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could ruin your, yourself like really quickly in that game. Uh Susan earlier
0: asked uh, if, you know, is Pantheon going to have two factions um, I think it's going to work like EverQuest, where there wasn't two factions, but there was a good faction and an evil faction and a neutral faction. But I believe, and it's still to this day, that you can team up with good or evil in EverQuest. It didn't matter. It just that those were you. You wouldn't if you were an evil faction person, you couldn't go into the good faction city, but didn't stop you from mm-hmm. part, partying
1: up with people. So yeah, yeah, it and that was another interesting point was, you know, when I mentioned like, Hey, you could, you can accidentally attack a banker or merchant and, you know, mess yourself up on the flip side of that. If you played an evil race that couldn't enter, say a human city or whatever, like say you're a troll or ogre or something, you could kill enough of other things that would possibly ruin your home city faction, but it could raise the other faction up high enough where now you can go in there and, uh, do stuff. So, if you wanted to play like a um, a dark elf character, and your you know sort of role play is that you want to be a good dark elf character, like what's his name, Drizzit or whatever. I can't yep. remember the name. Yeah, <laughs> you could do that. You know, you could work your way up and be able to be friends with you know good aligned races, which is something that doesn't exist very often in um, a lot of games. Like you know, tanking your own faction so you can't even go into your own city but raising it somewhere else that that was kind of innovative as well
0: i uh i wanted to ask you about uh vr because i don't have a vr helmet yet Mm -hmm. uh i do want to get one eventually uh but i'm trying to get a ps5 but (laughs) but i do want to get a uh, a vr helmet eventually because i do want to play like uh beat saber and stuff like that um, yeah. I know I know that last year uh and if you're we're not okay is it okay that I talk about uh what happened to you last year uh, around
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, no secret.
0: Um so you 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 had a stroke uh last year mm-hmm. which you, you detected I believe pr- fairly early before things could get worse. Um
1: It was uh, it it wasn't so much that just to, not to jump in on you but it was mm-hmm. it was a very minor stroke it actually happened in my sleep so I woke up and I was like, "Wait a minute." But it did not affect like you know, I can still move everything and obviously yeah. I can talk. <laughs> and so it didn't, it, it wasn't very major, but I was in the hospital for like three days. But um, everything, I can still do everything I was able to do before. I was very lucky. It,
0: it, with, with that, I mean, have you been able to use like VR in any way? Cause you say like everything still moves, but you said you do like uh, from the show. Cause I, 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 like I said, you know, 571 episodes, I do listen. So you said you still get like <laughs> pins and needles on your arms. Like, do you feel like VR? is something you can do to to help with like the range of motion with your arm. I know you know you yeah, still have it, but Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean I um I still have like this sort of the same pins and needles feeling like in my left hand, arm and my left leg somewhat. Um you know and again like I can still walk and I can still do, you know, normal stuff, but yeah, uh I Use it from, I I play different stuff on there and, um, kind of use it for that. Like I even remember mentioning when I was in the hospital, I was, had like a, um, someone assessing, you know, like physical therapy, like checking out and, um, not to throw COVID in this whole mess, but that also affected a lot of things because this was during like the height of COVID. And so they did not want me coming in for physical therapy. And so I was talking to my physical therapist. I'm like, you know, I have this VR Thing and at that point I hadn't had it very long, and uh, I was super excited about it. I'm like, well, I can use that for this, this, and this. And she's like, uh huh. What's whatever that is? You know, she just was not impressed with it. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, It's anything where you can get you know movement and reaction and that kind of stuff is a hundred percent slam dunk. And Beat Saber is super fun. It's one of the most fun things on there for sure. They did. I mean. That's sort of like a flagship ship game. And I've got an Oculus. I had, I had an Oculus Quest. I got an Oculus Quest too. Um, but yeah, that's, that is an absolute blast. And you can, I mean, I've ruined a pair of like uh, some Venetian blinds in this room by punching them <laughs> when I was playing uh, Gorn, which is like an arena style game where stuff can come at you from all sides. Like it's, imagine a more cartoony gladiator, you know, yeah. type of deal and stuff, guys come at you with, um, morning stars and, you know, shields and swords and whatever. And when you defeat them, you can pick up that stuff and you literally are swinging stuff over your head. And I, 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 you know, got too excited and got lucky that I didn't bust through the window with my hands. But, uh, that is a very real possibility.
0: <laughs> it's, it's good to hear that like VR can be used. It's something that, I don't think we – like when I was younger – because I remember experiencing VR at Disney Quest back when I was very young and I was like, this is the future and it was like the worst version of VR. Like a a state of the art. I'm sure Disney put tons of money into getting a VR system but the helmet was the size of – oh man, I couldn't – like maybe – Yeah, huge. Oh, it was massive. Massive. And like the – and it it was like as – really crappy video game like pixel as it could get for 3d and i remember the the you were like all you had like this was was, like star wars type like lightsaber thing you were just like beating up robots and they were like very static like running at you right but everybody was flipping their mind thinking like this is the future and and like now it's like oh hey you just put this on you could be in the middle of like a, a lake fishing
1: and it's crazy yeah it really is crazy what you could do with that thing That's the other part that's really been cool about the, the VR helmet during this whole, like can't go anywhere stuff. There are tons of downloadable, you know, environments that you can go check out. Um, I remember when I first got it, there was like, there's a bunch of sort of like nature type videos where you're, you know, underwater surrounded by like whales and fish. And then another one, you're in a rainforest, you know, that kind of stuff. And it really does put you there. Like, I I remember, you know, watching like my mom try it for the first time and she's literally like doing the, the reaching your, your hand out to grab things that aren't there, you know, all that stuff. Um, it really is pretty cool. Like even aside from the gaming aspects of it, um, and there, you know, it's still a new ish medium. So people are kind of making strides every day on, on, you know, what to do with it and stuff. But, uh, and I have a, um. I said a quest two and I, there's some real like, uh, I don't know. Like I have, you know, I had questionable issues with even buying that because I'm not a Facebook guy and I'm not a huge fan of Facebook and they Mm -hmm. own it. And it was very clear what they did is they, they, they made a, a system that is inexpensive that they probably are losing money on, but they make you have a Facebook account in order to have, the quest too. You have to have one. Uh, it's not optional. And they, they said that going in. Um, so I, I was not on Facebook. I had an old account that I had deleted a million years ago. So I made a new account and then just set every single thing to private. Cause I just don't want one. Yeah. And, um, I'm able to use it that way, but it, you know, it, a lot of people are pissed because if you somehow get kicked off of Facebook, like suddenly you can't access all this stuff on This separate device, you know that it's like now I can't play all these games or do whatever. I don't even know exactly how much it locks you out, but uh, the problem is, is it is fantastic piece of hardware. (laughs) It's just, it is just so cool that it runs ton like a lot of stuff standalone where you don't need a computer, and it also runs wireless, so you really do have like that freedom. You know, you're not spinning around in circles, getting the cord tangled up or whatever. So there's just, you know, there's some ups and downs to it. But uh, I I had to take the plunge because I saw what you know other people's reviews of it and stuff, and I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, is so good. My friend got
0: he got the the Vive, and he ended up also getting the the Oculus Quest Two. Even though the Vive, which is uh, Steam's or Valve's headset, and it's the higher, mm-hmm. it's a higher end headset. Yep. He prefers the Quest too. He's like, I actually prefer the other one.
1: <laughs> He's like, it's, it's weird. It, it really is quite good, and it it's almost makes you mad. It's like Facebook, mm, you know, they did it again. Yeah,
0: because his wife. Loved playing Beat Saber and like, she's like, I, I, we need two of these. Cause I, I, I don't want to wait for you to not, you know, to, for, so I right. can use it. So he was like, all right, yeah. well I'll get the quest two Cause it's only 300. And it like, cause the, the vibe was like, like a G I
1: think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, when I was looking um, at the, the original, the quest one and looking at um, valve's headset, you know i wasn't that cuz at that time I, I you know this is again during covid but um there wasn't anywhere i could go try one and i didn't know anybody locally that had one and so i was like looking I'm like a g huh like just to get in the door like that's not you know all the whatever you could add on i mean that's just the headset and the controllers and your and like i think there's a little station that you have to set up so it can see the controllers or whatever but anyway yeah. that's a grand and the mm-hmm. other one was like 300 bucks and i'm like no i'm i'm gonna try the 300 hundred dollar thing and then see you know if it's for me um
0: I, I know his review of it was that when he was talking to me because he got half-life alex which is yeah, really yeah. like what you'd get that vibe for and he says yeah. he, he was telling me he's like it's it's great it's you know, it, it is exactly what this headset was made for. Like if if this was a tech demo, he's like, it's a full fledged game and it's it's a half-life mm-hmm. game and it and it pushes this headset. And he's like and I think he also tried playing it on his um his quest two and he said it doesn't run as good. Like it, it clearly is a better piece of kit, but he's like right. for If I, he's like, if I, if it was like, if I was anybody else, I'd just get the quest Two. he's like out, you know, half like, like this one game
1: isn't worth a thousand dollar headset. And right. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it it could not have been more purpose built to play that game. You know, it's, it's them making that game and making the hardware for it. And, and the thing with the, the quest Two is you can run it independently. Like you don't have to have a computer to run a lot of stuff on there but in order to play something like half-life alex you do need to have a, you know a computer beefy enough to run it which you also do with the uh the valve headset um the quest is kind of it, you know its own thing when it comes to running stuff without having to have a computer um the other ones just kind of don't do that for the most part uh but um yeah so like i'm on i'm at the point where I ran the little tester to see and my computer is like on the, you could run this at low settings mode. And I was like, eh, I'm not going to, I'm just going to wait till I like build a new computer to, to jump into that. Cause I would rather not play it than have to play it, you know, choppy and like super low settings. You know what I mean? Like I want to jump in there when I've got the right thing. And I'm sort of on the edge, like of building a new PC. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I don't need one, but, you know, I'm right where, like, I can still play games, but I can't play everything at, like, Ultra if it's brand new. You know what I mean? But uh, VR stuff, especially like that, takes a lot of juice. Like, you know, there's a lot of games I can play at max, but VR stuff, if I need to play something, you know, connected to the PC, um, you need a pretty beefy machine.
0: Well, that's that's a perfect segue. I, I was wondering uh, with the new consoles coming out. I remember you getting it like you were one of the reasons. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll go get an Xbox. I, like I, you got an Xbox. I think I got an Xbox. Every few yeah. few, few of us all got the Xbox, uh, and I'll talk about Xbox Game Pass after this. But with the new consoles, I mean, would, are you would you be, you know, more interested in going in and just building a new gaming PC first, or would you are are, are the new consoles uh, or even the switch i'll throw the switch in there like are any of the consoles like like on your radar right now or would you be more focused on getting a a new console yeah it's
1: funny um at this point because i got the xbox and i played it for a while and then i just realized i wasn't playing it much Mm -hmm. and um if i was to get a new console i think i would jump over to the playstation um just because it feels like i i there's more people i know that Play that, yeah, then um, play you know on the Xbox, and I just kind of got one because you know one of our co hosts got one, and we both were like, okay, we'll play games, but we never really, you know, we just didn't play it that much. Yeah. And um, with the switch at the time that I was looking for, I was again, I mean, you know, not to make the whole thing about the pandemic, but it just is what it is. I was looking for something like when this first all went down and where everybody stuck at home, and I was trying to buy a switch. And it was during that period of time where they, you just could not get one. Like they were sold out everywhere. And, um, I even had someone offer to like mail me one or whatever. I'm like, no, no, I'll get one when they're here. And that's about the time I ended up doing the VR headset instead and, um, was really happy with it. So yeah, to answer your question, I think what I would do is build a new PC Mainly because I do have this VR headset, and it would open up a lot of games that I, you know, I can't play because of that, or can't play at least at good settings. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would—I don't know—it's it would be a tough call because I, I'd, I'd kind of like to check out the PlayStation. Although I wouldn't—that's the other thing—I wouldn't get a PlayStation VR headset because I already have this one. So. Yeah,
0: and they are making a new PSVR two next. I think it's coming out next year for the new system. So mm-hmm. I I although I'm like oh I can get it I would probably still get the Oculus Quest just because I have a nice beefy computer that can handle yeah so I don't know if I'd want to jump in but it is interesting I would I I think I'd wait to see what they're gonna offer but I, I think I'd be limiting myself to what I could get because then I'm stuck mm-hmm. getting PlayStation VR games and I have also access to Steam on my computer where I don't on a PlayStation um, right so so yeah so it's it's kind of what i was i was doing the same thing like i have the beefy computer i have a switch which i i i think is great and you know and it's slowly becoming their biggest selling console like it's it's close to outselling the wii which was their last biggest selling console yeah i read that yeah and uh and there's this and i would just honestly just wait at this point because there's supposedly and the rumor is that there's gonna be a switch pro with like a slightly bigger screen and and all the You know, slightly that Mm -hmm. that'll be able to run 4K. Like that's those are the rumors. Who knows? Um, but I have Xbox Game Pass. And I was like, I I was like, all right, like I it came with the the console I got because I think at the time I did the pay monthly for the Xbox and like I'll I'll do that because it it came with two years of Xbox. It came with like a year of X or two years of Xbox Game Pass and gold. And at the time, those were two separate things, but it came together with it because I did like the sign Your sold to Microsoft, and I was like, all right, I'll just pay it off. And, and, like, the, I just, I'm like, if I'm going to get these two things for free, I don't have to spend the extra money to get them. And I was like, all right, perfect. And I got a, a, I forget what I got. I got like the higher end console, and it was I was like, all right, cool. The next month, I paid it all off, <clears throat> and um, I, I ended up getting Xbox Game Pass, and they eventually merged everything into one thing. And I was like, oh hey, for an extra dollar you know and it was only a dollar they're like hey you can uh have it on your PC Xbox Game Pass and we'll give you Xbox games on your PC and I was like all right sure here here's a here's a dollar that didn't really cost me anything these two things came free like and I still have Xbox Game Pass now until 2022 of October of next year that's how long I think I got like cuz anytime wow. black friday rolls around I buy a year when it's like 30 bucks and I just keep adding mm-hmm. on to it I was like this is the best deal ever and I I have to say I really do believe Microsoft is done with trying to focus on the, the like warring with Sony about consoles. I really think they are just trying to set it up to be a uh, like we we have these features right where we are now the Netflix of of gaming because I, I looked earlier yeah. before we we started the show just so I can get like just so I can refresh what was on there. They've now signed a, a deal with EA, so now you have EA games on there. So you have. All the Star Wars games on there, Sims, Command and Conquer, all Madden, all the all the sports Mm -hmm. games are on there. And then they bought Bethesda, so now you have all the Bethesda games on there too. Wow! (laughs) And it really is a deal. Like I was like, for fifteen bucks a month, you're getting all this free content, and they keep adding uh, like indie titles and. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, and most of it never goes away. Like, so, like some games I've had on my list that I haven't played yet, and like, I think only a, like two or three of them are like, all right, it got removed. All right, I didn't play it. I, I missed my chance. All right, not a big deal. But I'm like, all right, for what I pay, you know, I can't say no. Like, I can't. Like, it really is like a nice thing to have access to all these games. And now that like they added EA recently to the PC version, I have access to like. You know, anytime I want to log in, like if I wanted to play the new uh, like Star Wars Rogue Squadron, the, the flight Star Wars uh-huh. sim, it's on there already. They, day one, it was on there. So
1: like it's, it's, it's funny how that model, you know, like the Netflix model, it, it's, it is now so pervasive in everything. Like not, you know, it's video games. It's every thing that, you know, like if there's a channel, they're starting a bundle you know, and like, like Disney plus, uh, you know, CBS was CBS all access, but now they're paramount plus where they've added like a bunch more different content in there. And it just seems like everything's starting, starting to push towards pay a monthly fee and get access to like, boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Instead of, Mm -hmm. um, buying things by themselves. Like I, that's absolutely what I would do if I was going big into uh console gaming because unless there's something i absolutely must have you know like i'm not gonna pay 60 bucks for a title unless it's something that's like oh i know i'm gonna play this for years you know
0: i i know that all the the and xbox has already confirmed that now bethesda and xbox games are going to be day one on game pass so you don't have to buy them so yeah. So it's it's really, and, and uh, Agent Duper, I, I'm not sure if you're aware, but you said that your fiancé plays Xbox and getting Game Pass might suit you for PC. I will say a lot of the Microsoft games are cross-platform, so you can play a lot of those games with her fiancé from your PC to the Xbox. So they are, like, removing a lot of the uh, need for needing
1: the console, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, I mean. yeah. I remember, um, I think it was BGO said something like that. Mm -hmm. when i bought my xbox he was just like you can play them on your computer or whatever and he was that was his whole argument again yeah um, i mean it's different you know it's a different feeling playing in your living room with a controller than sitting at your desk playing on a pc
0: i think the biggest now like thing that really pushed it over the edge for me is that now they're like oh hey also we're going to include um cloud gaming too so any any of the games if they're marked with cloud gaming now i have access to it from anywhere you know uh, a a laptop if i have that my phone if i plug it in you know uh, mm-hmm. for for me the big, the best deal was i stream through uh like i have my computer set up with a uh, a program called moonlight and mm-hmm. i it uses um the nvidia software on my computer to stream to my android tv in my living room and ah. it's seamless it's seamless and I'm like, I now I don't really need the, you know, I can now just play these games out on my, and it's any game on my computer, which is great. So it's not just like Xbox games, but it's nice that I have the ability to, uh, as soon as they allow it for Android TV, they haven't, they haven't, you know, released a program for yet because it's still in beta. I'm hoping they will because I, I think it'll work flawlessly. And, and then you know the controllers are Bluetooth, so I just hooked it, you know, connected it to my TV, and it worked, you know, great. Like I didn't have to do anything.
1: And there, there's no like latency issues or anything
0: like that. I, I played uh, Hades, which is uh, roguelike, um, mm-hmm. and that game is very buttery smooth. And it does need to run at like 60 FPS or 59 FPS, like, but you'll notice lag right away, and, they, and it, that'll kill you. I tried some mm-hmm. other programs find, trying to find the right one, and then Moonlight like eliminated that lag completely, and I think it's just because it's using the NVIDIA software. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had issues since. And it's maybe – if it is, it's maybe only a few frames, like if that. So, it's which yeah, is great.
1: That that was one of the things that – because like for VR stuff, it's still – you know, it, it's not, not everything's perfected yet. It's all work in progress. And like each generation of, uh, you know, the, the Quest 2 is way better than the Quest 1. And I'm sure that's the same for, um, you know, all the headsets that are like the next generation will be better. Um, one of the things that there was a developer working on that I've seen improvement on as I've had it is the streaming um, wirelessly from your computer. Because the the Quest 2, like I said, was one of the only ones where you, could down could play games natively off of it with no computer at all. But they were different from like, say the stuff you buy on steam where you'd have to either, um, be connected to your computer with like a long, uh, cord to play it. Or this guy created some software that you could play wirelessly, have it running on your computer and then have it stream to your headset. Um, and the one game where you could notice, really notice, um, the latency was beat saber because it is like a timed, you know music like a, like a music game uh what do you call those like a uh, uh PR or what's the name yeah like a like uh, dance dance, I, dance revolution or like yeah, one yeah, of those but, type of games where you got to hit everything like perfectly and you could play it fine but the people that were super pros like playing on double secret extra mode you know where it's like they're they're you know the bet, like probably something i could never get to they would say like that's where you could tell cuz you you almost have to be frame perfect and there was just enough latency where it would mess you up, like, playing it streaming. But they've, like, slowly been working on that to get it down to, like, nearly nothing. And it's not quite there, but it's close. Um, but, yeah, it, it's – but, you know, there's a lot of stuff where you're just putting it right onto your headset and not streaming it, you know, where it it obviously runs great. And even tethered, you know, most things run great, even off of Steam. So. But yeah, that's a that's a sort of interesting work in progress that like you can follow all this stuff on Reddit and, you know, yeah, watch them geek, geek out over all these things.
0: Yeah, it's and man, Reddit, this is <laughs> GameStop, GameStop. <laughs> I've been following that thread still just to see him like still holding on
1: to the, to Dude, the dream. I, I have a little bit of that. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot. But I have a little bit just cuz i you know it was like ah, i'll throw in a little i mean i don't even i don't even have one share at the time i can't remember it was like 300 bucks or something but whole, uh, long, it's a whole different long story but yeah, yeah i have a, i have a taste of that and and uh doge coin or whatever i got a little bit of that too just for the to, you know to check it out kind of uh <laughs>
0: So uh, I I know that uh, you know speaking of uh, PC gaming and and mobile gaming I know one of the your your favorite like games to just, uh, relax and and spend time with is uh, FTL Gosh, um, love it yeah I I found a game like that for myself and I wanted to let you know and it's not on phones yet I think it would tr- it would transfer well to like an iPad um mm-hmm. it maybe might might like a an iPhone might be too small but I think an iPad would work really well it's called loop hero and okay. i ad- i adore that game it is <laughs> it is part roguelike part uh and i don't want to say deck builder or card builder i mean there is there are cards in the game and you can like swap out cards but it's very uh kind of like you're just managing uh your your little character that looks like a commodore 64 block person when it goes yeah no loop. i'm I'm
1: looking at a picture of it right now oh it's, yeah pretty interesting
0: it's super interesting and there's like a lot of good like downtime like there it's a great for streaming when i stream the game it's great because it just gives you time to like there's moments where you're like i got like three minutes before this guy finishes loop i could just talk to my my chat room mm-hmm. it's also when i play it not streaming that i'm like this is great to go to bed too because it's like you're relaxing and you're just like, all right, I can just like set this up and forget it a little bit and and play it. And it's very relaxing. The music's very nice. And it's one of those games where like, for me, like FTL where it's, you're just managing bits and it gives you a good, even if you did like 10 minutes of it, it's totally worth the 15 bucks.
1: Oh yeah. I'm looking at it. It looks like it kind of would be right up my alley. See, this is what, I would love to like you said I'd love to have this on like iPad or something um to be able to play it there.
0: Well I was going to say if you had a, a Nvidia card you can use Moonlight like a linked in chat and actually use your computer as a uh, a thing and, <laughs> and download the if you have uh, um, do you have an Android uh, or you have an iPad?
1: I have an I have an Android phone um and an iPad like that those are my two you mobile might be able devices. to do it
0: from your phone. I don't know if you would need a. A mouse or anything, but uh, I'm sure there's ways to to get it to stream yeah, across. It looks,
1: it looks interesting. I might I might have to check that out. Um, yeah,
0: and it's super. I was surprised at the download size. It was like 138 megabytes. I was like, this is a tiny game, but there's so there's like, and you can like build up the main base. It's like, oh, you you make you do loops and you collect items, and then you like, all right, then you build a farm, and that gives you like like every time you cross the base on your loops as you loop through, you you heal up a little bit more. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is, this is genius. This is exactly what I want out of the game. Like,
1: <laughs> I, see, that's the thing with me with mobile games. Is I, I've all but sworn them off um, because – and there's even one that I was playing now that I liked. But it, they all eventually get to that um, point of monetization where like – I just – I mean, I, I'd love to just buy the game and have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just is like 95% of them or even higher. Always get to the point where you need to purchase resources with money or wait to do things, and it drives me bananas. Like I had a great game, and it was a fishing game, and it was super relaxing. (laughs) I I know Susan was laughing because you had said something like about VR and fishing, but I will tell you that that, I can't remember the name of it now. But I have a fishing game that I adore in there. (laughs) It's it's so relaxing. It is super relaxing.
0: (laughs) She yeah. makes fun of me of I'm like I, I have a, a game on my computer that I found called Russian fishing simulator four uh-huh. this is the fourth uh-huh. one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's completely free, and I'm like, this is the most it's all all you hear is nature, there's no music, it's just yeah. like sounds of nature in the water, and like it's very deep it's a v- it's very sim, so it's like all right, and I like, all right, this is the type of hook you need, and you need bait, and like, all right, like and, but you are just sitting there and you're going out at six a m in game time and just fish." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, imagine like doing it in v r where you're like swing you're casting the rod with even your better I would love that <laughs> and, yeah, there's one I have that's really simple, and there's another one that I'm thinking about picking up that uh is much more quote unquote realistic looking like the one I have is more of you know um I don't want to say cartoony, but you know what I mean it's like all the fish are like made up and whatever, and you, you know it, you're basically sitting there. what's kind of cool is if you're in a chair. In VR, you're actually sitting in, like, a like a folding chair with, like, a cup holder and stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> it kind of puts you in there, and you're just kind of casting, and it's all super relaxed. Anyway, the game that I got on my iPad is called Tides. And it started off as, like, one of those ones that I stumbled onto Reddit, and the guy's like, hey, I'm the developer of this game called, you know, Tides, and, you know, here it is. Anybody want to check it out? And it was free or whatever, so I just downloaded it. And it was super fun. And there's like different boats you upgrade to. And it, this one is very cartoony. But, uh, and you have guys that like sit on the dock that you can level up that will fish and earn money for you. Like while you're away, it's one of those games where like, th- you know, they earn this much money while you're gone. Yeah. But like anything, eventually you get to a funnel point where it's just like, oh, I guess I either have to like b- pay for resources now with real money. Or it'll take a month of like not playing to just have it build up enough money for so I can buy the next area, and that's the stuff that annoys me because it seems like they all get to that eventually.
0: <sighs> Man, I remember when just games were like a, like you can you can get uh, Angry Birds for a dollar and like all right, cool, I got a complete game for a one dollar and it was good and this is what
1: yeah. I got. Uh, it that that's that, what it, I want, and that's why FTL. It's so great for me. Like I can't remember what the the original price was for for the game on iPad. I want to say like fifteen or twenty bucks. Which, um, you know, a lot of people at because this it came out forever ago mm-hmm. when it when it first dropped on iPad. Like a lot of eyebrows were raised. Like I'm not paying 15 dollars for an iPad game, but it was the the whole thing. There's no anything to buy. There's you know that's it, and you just have it. Uh, and that model is just not how mobile games work almost ever these days. So it's tough for me to find one that I'll, you know, stick with. Uh,
0: I mean, (laughs) Susan's like, just go fish. I'm like, I, the problem is fishing is expensive. Like to go get a fishing rod and to go buy bait. And like, I mean, like you can go get a cheap rod and just go fish someplace in the canal or something like that. But it's not, it's almost not the same. like,
1: (laughs) Well, like, Yeah. It's not that I won't go actual fishing, but it's also a process. Like you got to take a day and get mm-hmm. out there and drive, you know, whatever. And then it really depends on where you are. Cause I'm in the, the San Francisco Bay area in California. And there is not, I mean, I have to go pretty far to, to find good places to fish where you're not going to be standing five feet away from somebody else. You know what I mean? Um So the it's i don't know it's just a it's just like any of these other games where you can like just pick it up boom you're there it's relaxing and then you know your phone rings or something else happens and you can set it down and you're done like you're not Mm -hmm. driving an hour and a half to go you know oh it's you know too cold or it's too hot or it's this you know i don't know and then like with actual fishing
0: though like they're like you want to go super early because that's when like the fish are more active mm-hmm. and like you you're yeah. waking up at like four or five a.m. to drive out to go fish at six
1: you know believe me yeah I, I, I like there was a period of time where I was fishing every other weekend probably around here and you would be waking up before the sun was up and all that stuff mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know it's fun to have I, a, I can
0: easily wake up at 10 o'clock and throw on a VR helmet with a beer right. in my own house. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> and
0: when I take it off, guess what? I'm home and then I have another beer.
1: That's exactly. Nice. Susan says, producer's note, I just added old men <laughs> talking about fishing to the show title list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, though, there is a, a huge market for fishing games mm-hmm. like VR or regular. Just like you said, the one you were talking about was on its like, fourth version. Same thing as uh, the one that kills me which i looked at a little bit of and i've watched it streamed are those like uh farming simulator games yep you know what I, you know those i mean there is i'll go watch somebody playing that and i'll watch how many people are watching them play that and i'm just blown away like i'm not talking about um um oh what's the one that the the mo- the one that everybody was playing for a long time. Oh, like
0: Farmville? No, no, you're talking Farmville. about actual like no. farming simulator, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, I'm talking about like real looking tractors and like they're trying to make it as you know real as possible, mm-hmm. and people love it. Same thing with the train simulator stuff. Um, you know, not for me, but some people just love it. I mean, it's crazy. Two guests ago, we
0: I, we found out because we were like Farm Simulator came up and. Our guest at the time, uh, Siren, who's a friend of our, uh, friend of the show, she was telling us because she was doing research because she's she's a, uh, a community lead for a, a company, and she was like, I had to do some research for my company, and they, I was on Twitch watching Farm Simulators, uh, and I was like, uh huh, it's like, did you know there's Farm Sims, like Farm Simulator esports? I'm like, get. Out of <laughs>
1: No that kidding!
0: Blew my mind, and she's like, "It is real," and I was like, "I, I, like, I guess, I guess it is. I guess you can have if you, everybody starts an even footing and maybe like races to see who can produce crops first. I guess and and have a better haul, and I wow. guess you could like gamify and esport that." And they said, and she's like, "It's big. It's really big, and how popular that is."
1: So yeah, I watched. I watched uh, a guy streaming, and he had. I want to say it was, like, four different people all cooperating, like, on one huge farm, like, and they're talking to each other, you know, like, hey, you go over there and, you know, mill that lumber, and I'll be over here, and I'm gonna, you know, get this wheat started, and it was just crazy, like, how involved it is, and guess what, they were all real farmers, like, that was Mm -hmm. what, they were talking about it, they, like, work on a farm, and then when they're done, they come inside and stream farming simulator i'm just like what
0: <laughs> it's it, it's it's something it's it's twitch lets me find the weirdest stuff i i remember we were looking around on for like world of warcraft streamers and uh when i was uh doing the the wow podcast and we found a grandma like like because we we knew about Hottie Chicken and and she's super popular i was like oh there's i wonder if there's other like nanas and sure enough there was a a, a, a grandmother who plays wow named wow grandma like i want to say 97 on twitch mm-hmm. she's she plays she raids <laughs> she's she's got hundreds of viewers i think she's partnered now she's like making bang wow and, and, yeah it's it like and i was like This is the, and she's like, she just runs like a kind of like a no, like, you know, everybody's nice and and calm and just like hang out with her and yeah, well, around grandma 78. Man, I missed it by one number.
1: (laughs) Damn. Uh, She's great. She's super nice. (laughs) And is Uh, she, I mean, like, is is she, you know, at a pretty high skill level, would you say, or is it? Oh yeah, she, wow she was one of those she, games. Where, she was
0: yeah. rating. Uh, last I saw, she was doing. Yeah, she's doing her like she's like she's doing heroic ratings. <laughs> she's doing a rogue. Wow. Uh, I, and I know she's been and she has mult. She has multiple characters. And I think she, I've seen her do uh, like mythic as well. Uh, like, and she'll stay up super late. She like she likes she'll game. She'll game. Like she's up. Like she's like oh we'll stay up wow. to three a.m. tonight. Like and like if anybody from the community wants to do dungeons, let me know. I'm like. She's she's that's, going hard.
1: That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 because WoW is one of those games, and I I know a lot like a lot a lot of other more modern MMOs where you can play the game how you like it. So some people just want to collect all the different pets you can get or do all the holiday events or all of that stuff and don't care about the rating. And other mm-hmm. people are like the opposite, where it's like, no, no, I'm I'm rating, you know, serious business rating, and you guys can do all the little goofy stuff on valentine's day and christmas and whatever and i don't care about that you know i just want i'm min maxing over here yep um and i mean that's a different that's another thing that like mmos you know old mmos versus new mmos it's a completely you know they've thrown in so much more of that stuff to appeal to a wider audience that used to just never exist in you know older games yeah uh i know like final fantasy 14
0: did a lot of
1: like uh,
0: raiding early on in final fantasy was super difficult um and you could easily do that mid max stuff but as mm-hmm. time went on because they realized like the a large like they're like oh a large chunk of our you know player base is touching this content so they made it easier to get into at least mm-hmm. on the normal side uh, uh, and they started making like specifically harder pieces of content called unending uh versions of raids that have like special bosses and stuff like that that are very hard and like those are fun to watch but uh like yeah but like final fantasy has a lot of those like you know oh christmas time's here and there's a mount you can get or this is this is in there or like uh the the gold saucer like the the casino's having its event this week and you can you can get bonus you know casino coins and so there's a lot of that and there's also there's housing and and like,
1: you know, that, that was one of the things that I yeah. would I would always see on Mallory's uh, um, Twitter feed She would have yeah. pictures like here's my house and here's the new thing I got in here and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And, uh, you know, there's just that there's a whole and I would played with people when I was playing uh, World of Warcraft, like, quote unquote, more seriously uh, the first time around that they all they you know, their major thing was doing that, like doing the yeah. holiday events and doing the pets and like, look, you know. And the rating was just kind of like, oh yeah, I do that too. You know. But uh I, yeah. but I
0: same, I always did it to a point where I got some of the other stuff out of it. I would do the dungeon, like the, the daily dungeon to try to get them out. That was it. Uh yeah, yeah. Flat flat
1: is the final fantasy fourteen divorce scene.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Now, Susan, are you is she still playing? Uh Mallory or was she playing no uh, Susan I oh, thought wasn't she playing or no
0: uh Susan and I took a break uh and played wow we played uh okay the Shadowlands expansion which was a good expansion it was you know um and, but but we raided and then like part of our guild wanted to go and continue to heroic and I was like I I, I just don't have the time or energy yeah. to like gear like especially with how they set up gearing I was like I'm, I can't uh no uh susan's currently like 100 hours into octopath traveler on her switch and and (laughs) yeah Yeah, and uh we uh, we both got monster hunter rise on our switch which is a very beautiful switch game uh and trying to figure out how to hunt monsters uh so together which is pretty funny it's like you know i've played monster hunter world and like trying to remember like because the game tells you things, but also doesn't tell you things. And then you can lose something if you don't pay attention. So mm. we were, like spent like an hour trying to find out where the training dummy was so we could figure out which weapon
1: was best for her. So, so, <laughs> <Okay. clears throat> so. Yeah, I had dropped off of WoW at the point where um, I remember specifically where it started to bother me that um, they were trying, you know, they they like in the expansion that's, in wow classic the the burning crusade expansion is their first expansion or you know originally that's gonna they're Mm re-releasing for all the classic content um they had a bunch of different raids and um you know some progressively harder stuff and whatever uh and then the third one came out wrath of the lich king and same sort of thing but at that point they were having that content be hard and really hard to acquire gear and all that stuff and then a certain amount of time would go by which didn't seem like really that long to me and they would sort of just open it up and make it easier to get every you know so everyone could get that and it just sort of lessened any sort of accomplishment feeling you had like uh you know you 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 know part of the game is like you're rolling around with this really cool looking gear and you go into a city and people are like oh look at that guy he's got this 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 and there's a little bit of that and then 2 weeks later they're like okay everyone can get exactly what you got and they don't have to work hard for it at all and you're just like well why did i you know yeah and it started yeah. to just there it started to be too much of that and i was like nah not so much not for me anymore like it, the fun yeah. part was that and once they took that away it kind of was you know i i agree and i like i said i i feel
0: like the the fun part with, for me was also like that, like getting the gear. I was like, all right, cool. Like I got this and I worked really hard to get it. And then like, I remember end of wrath. It, I, maybe it was, was it Pandaria after wrath? I don't remember if it was Pandaria. I, or, no, I or, quit after wrath. Yeah. So I can't remember either, but that's where I quit. If it was Pandaria or cataclysm, but I, one of them was, oh, I think I, it was, I, cataclysm it was Cata. That. Yeah, you're right. It was Kata and Kata I was like, I'm out. I can't, <laughs> I, I played.
1: Uh, I played during that, but I only played to to level a guy. Um, you know, like just because they, they sort of revamped the entire world, and I just yeah. want to see those changes. Same. And then I quit. But um, I tried to play the not probably what whatever expansion they're on now, but like the um, probably the previous one. I don't even know the name because that's how out of it I am. But when I got my WoW Classic uh, subscription. Which you need to play Wild WoW Classic. You can play, I guess, the retail, mm-hmm. uh, and so I started to play a little bit of that, and I went from like level one to like level thirty when in what felt like a, like an hour and a half or something, and I was just like, "What?" Like, it, yep. you know, it's just so different. It's not even the same game that I played at all, uh, and so I was like, "I don't even know if I can get into this." So I I haven't played like the retail version really. Yeah, at all. I, I
0: I remember talking to my co-host and we we were talking about like mmo because we we were like on a personal thing we were just talking about like you know final fantasy and it's like you know it it got to a point where like we're just playing for the story and you know Mm -hmm. same with wow like the wow like i'm like more vested in like the world and the story than i am like the year and stuff like that like So, like Pantheon, I know Rise of the Fallen is all on his radar as well. Just for the same reason, like we we want that sense of like the journey and Mm -hmm. like the accomplishment of getting certain pieces of gear, and and it's like it it it, it feels not great when you like walk into the city and see everybody has that same piece of gear and it's like like
1: man, (laughs) yeah, and and like I don't know if it still is this way, but like towards the end when I saw the changes that they were proposing, I was like, wow, it feels like it's kind of dumbed down to certainly appeal to a wider audience. Like, cause you know, the sort of more technical stuff that you were kind of like, you have to know how to do this and here's where you put your talents for this and all that stuff that all was, I mean, you know, there's a bit of gatekeeping there. That's like, if you're trying to get into it, there was a lot to try and figure out, you know, how to do this and how to, best play and how to where to put your skills and all that stuff and the good and the bad of taking that away is obviously you get a wider audience base and more people can get into it but the mm-hmm. people that really enjoyed all those little tweaks and different things um like me you know can get kind of turned off and that can go for any game um, yeah especially mmos because the hard, the really hard part at the end of the day is this is a company that has shareholders you know Yep. And they want to turn a profit and they want to keep people happy that are buying their stock more so than they care about, you know, the the player base they want. They just want to grow the player base. They don't, you know, as long as you're paying, that's all they care about. But, mm-hmm. um, so that's what happens. Like, and that is sort of to circle back when you're talking about, um, Pantheon, I guess. Yep. Um, if you've got people that are interested in the game first, which a lot of places start off that way, um, you know that that can go a long way. Uh, like example, for right now in World of Warcraft, there's a whole thing with uh, botting. You know, there's a lot of accounts that are set up to automatically farm resources. That is technically illegal, mm-hmm. um, and there, I don't see them everywhere I go, but I do see them. Uh, You know, they're speaking, rolling back into it, fishing, like there's fishing in World of Warcraft and there's bots that'll stand there and fish over and over, um, hogging like resources to go sell it for gold and then they can go sell the gold, yada, yada. But the issue at hand is that why doesn't Blizzard ban these things? Well, it's because partially they're paying for accounts and, you know, what, you know, they're looking at it as, yeah you know there's bots and people don't like them is that bad enough to make you quit because then maybe we'll do something but if you're not quitting and you're just complaining they're actually paying money to play so we're making money off of them so we're not going to ban them you know what i mean there's a little bit of that and it's kind of annoying people
0: Um, no yeah it's i don't know i i like it got to a point where i started watching uh like classic and i was like okay and then it got to a point where it's like even like cuz I'm in the the slash 2 discord and I see fancy posting I'm like mm-hmm. oh I got I got this legendary this legendary and this like all in one character I'm like I didn't I'm like oh you don't think about it but I guess that game the game has been out for so long that people have figured out the ways of just farming things consistently oh, at yeah. high levels and cuz they were burning through content faster than people were burning through content back when it released so right. like you know, like oh hey, you know first. It I, I always make, gives me a chuckle when I see "world 1st I'm like, "World first happened back in like such and such time." I'm like, "What are you talking about, world first? You mean world first on like this new version of the old game?" I
1: guess. Right, right. It's funny because he is one of those guys that is hardcore. Like, you know, get legendary, get everything. You know, the hard hardest stuff to get and. Um, we had sort, we started playing this game with, uh, a bunch of our listeners and we kind of fizzled out just cause there wasn't a ton of interest at the time. And, um, we weren't doing a lot of ratings. So some other people, um, went and joined other guilds that did want to raid in that. And I had talked about how I had like my little secret character that I would play just to kind of relax on there. Yeah. I logged into that guy one day, um, not too terribly long ago. I mean, it's a couple months, but. Uh, and who should I see in Stormwind, the city, is Fancy Breakfast, mm-hmm. is the guy's name. He call, he goes by Fancy Breakfast, and, yeah. like, all the games he plays. And he is decked out to the nines with, like, all sorts of raiding gear. And I was just like, well, I see someone's, you know, I didn't even talk to him because, <laughs> uh, you know, I just kind of walked by. And I'm like, wait a minute, is that, you know, and he's in some other high-end guild. And I was like, well, look at that, you know, look at what he's got going. And you could tell mm-hmm. he has been. You know, just out there killing it raiding, yep. Uh yep. with all this gear and stuff, and um it's just some people just have that chip in them, like they that's what they do, like they are just going to and it was like, well, if you're not going to you know do x, y, and Z content, I will go find a high-end guild that will will be doing it, and that's you know what do you do
0: yeah <clears throat> uh, also in that discord, not the to, to throw there any, like anything out there, but a uh, rusty. I saw Rusty post the other day towards Heals You, and he was like, hey, uh, Heals You, what server are you on in Final Fantasy? So I think Rusty's now dipping his toe into Final Because I think mm-hmm. for Final Fantasy, uh, you can play all the way up through the first expansion for free, like they, like, and which is uh, a lot of free content, because that is a lot of content to get for free. So,
1: and, and that is how they get
0: you. And that's how they get you. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> So it's it's that'll be funny because I played WoW, Wo- Wo- uh, Rusty was in uh, our our WoW guild for Shadowlands, and Rusty's Rusty's a blast to play with, like any
1: game. Rusty's oh, a, a, hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. it was even it, I because I, that what, like you were talking about podcasts and getting started and stuff. Like Rusty was the guy that probably got me started along with Jag and a couple other people back in the day. I used to be driving around like listening to them before I had started a podcast. Um, and I was just like, I want to do this, but, um, Rusty's hilarious. And and back in the day, he lives, he he still lives in West Virginia. I mean, he talks about it, uh, or used to on his show and he had awful, horrible internet, like the worst. And he Mm -hmm. used to have to play with like an air card, you know, in his laptop or, uh, or like tethered with a cell phone connection. And like he's, his lag was so bad when he was playing. And I believe he played a healer back then. I, I'm almost certain that he would have to time out his healing with like a in a second early you know what i mean like yeah. he would have to push the button like a whole second early to make sure and like be able to heal somebody and predict like if they were going to take damage <laughs> and when he finally got to a new place where he had like flawless internet it completely messed him up like he was so used to ha- like hitting buttons a second early he had to like relearn how to do everything with no latency, you know, which I always thought was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I remember last thing I saw that he actually paid for like fast, like really fast internet towards his house. Like I
1: know he dropped a, oh yeah a couple G's. on
0: <laughs> He's like, here you go, just get me internet. So
1: it was a running joke for literally years because, it, and it would always be like, it, it would be one of those things where it's. He gets super close and then something happens, and they're not that you know, he's not gonna get it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, next month they're coming out here and they're gonna lay, you know, lay cable and I'm gonna have fiber, blah blah blah. And then, like, you know, right before it would happen, you know, he'd get a letter saying, like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. And at one point, it was so bad. He literally had a, I think it was a frying pan on his roof to try, like, attached as an antenna to try and get a better signal. Like, that is how down the rabbit hole it went like it, he would do anything he would sometimes he he would sit in his car like because he could get a better signal if he drove like a little ways away you know? yeah uh it's just crazy crazy
0: yeah susan susan there yeah, we we did get lucky because we had a 18t fiber here so i have a a gig going up and down here i got very lucky on like because i was we were just going to transfer hers over i said let me let me call and see if 18t fibers in the area and i mm-hmm. took a chance and they're like, yeah, we have it, it's right behind your house. We'll just sling the line over to your home and it's like sixty bucks a month to have a gig up and down, I'm like, thanks.
1: <laughs> oh dude. I, I'm lucky too now, but there was a uh a, a period of time where I had to have DSL mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where like it, you know, at a certain point, like it just started dropping like every two hours and then it would come back like immediately. And it was one of those deals where you fight them, and they just keep telling you that everything's fine on their end, and it must be you. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> you just like because I was trying to podcast and all that stuff and play uh, MMOs and raid and everything, and it just was like it. Was, you know, it was just clonking out on me every so often. And the day I was able to drop that, I I can't even remember who the DSL was through. It might have been AT&T. The day I was able to finally drop that and move over to like. A solid, stable connection. You know, I almost wanted to write him a, like a, like a, I'm breaking up with you letter. <laughs>
0: like
1: it's, it's over. You know what I mean? It's it, it, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> right, right. And you've lied to me and yeah. you said it's my fault and it's not my fault. It's your fault. You know, I wanted to. Just, I will no longer be gaslit in your web of lies. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I was like, <laughs> I remember like calling them and like canceling it and I just wanted so much more out of that conversation. You know, I, I was just like, oh, I'm canceling. And they're like, okay. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute. I got some other things to say to you. You know, <laughs> I wanted to, like, it was just frustration. It was so great. Uh, yeah.
0: You know, I, I, same thing when I left Florida, I like, it's like I'm leaving Comcast. And they're like, all right, well, if you would like to transfer, I'm like, no, 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 I, I I'm, I'm done. No, I'm, I'm done breaking here up with you. Yeah. I'm done here. I'm done here. And they're like, okay uh well are where are you going have com i'm like no no no
1: no it will not it will not come Comcast. i'm so sorry <laughs> they won't have it i won't have it yeah you know. unfortunately that is who i'm with now but i'm in that that spot where they're like the biggest and the best game in town like yeah i could there's other providers but they're all super rinky dink and um you know, I, I, I would get less speed and more money or whatever. I'm not a huge fan of Comcast either, believe me.
0: Yeah. Uh where I used to live, uh they they put up such a, a wall for uh t couldn't get fiber out to where I was. And it was there. Like they were like they had the lines like just outside of where like they're like, eh, nope. and nope, they you know,
1: I, Com- we can't bring it to you. Yep, we can't. We can't the one it. that blows my mind is again, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area and I can't get Google fiber, you know, like it's like, Oh, that sucks. I could drive to Google. You know what I mean? Like, hello, Google, like, hi, but they won't, you know, whatever. I don't know all the ins and outs of, you know, the deals they need to set up or whatever. And I know the Bay Area is a big market, but when I hear of other cities, like we're getting Google fiber and I'm just like, why, you know, how about you do it where you're, you live like Google, like you are here, you know, but we can't get it.
0: Uh, so uh, speaking of the internet, I, I, I heard that you started watching Claire Saffitz and yes. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I,
1: I can't get, it. I watched, I probably watched most of what she's done now.
0: Yeah. I, uh, when I first, I, I was, I have been watching, uh, you know, for better or worse, you know, I'm not going to get into a whole thing about, uh, Bon Appetit, but I've right. been watching Brad Leone, uh, you know, his stuff and then Claire Safets mm-hmm. stuff since before i moved and then i introduced susan to it i adore Clara. i like she's my internet like crush (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, very easy
1: to be yeah yeah uh and it's not it's not even it's it's a personality thing yep you know as much as anything like the reason i i don't know how i first stumbled onto her but um I'm I'm a total insomniac and so I always look for stuff to watch, you know, that's relaxing and then kind of to fall asleep to. And for a long time I was watching The Office and you know various other things. And I stumbled onto that and I like it was it was great and not great because a it's very relaxing. There's there's like very little, you know, animosity or any sort of strife in these videos because it's food. They're making food. Uh but B, it was a problem because I watched all the ones where she's trying to recreate Kit Kat bars or yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups or um there's a whole series on the Bon Appetit channel where they try and recreate a food and they are very meticulous about it. Like it has to be, you know, perfectly done. You'd think all this stuff's easy, like recreate a ruffles potato chip, but they need to get the ridges perfect and the flavoring combination perfect and how do they cook it and all this stuff? And I found myself so interested in it that when I tried to fall asleep to it, I ended up staying up like six hours watching, watching and yeah. more and more and more of it. So it it's, defeated its own purpose. Gourmet I, makes. Yeah.
0: yeah, Gourmet makes. I got the same way with because uh, the very first show they ever produced on there was um, Brad's show, which was um, It's Alive. And his, yeah, the whole point true. of his show was just like how, like fermenting. Right, but it mm-hmm. kind of outgrew itself, and like the editing was really funny. And like Brad is the type of guy that I would enjoy watching. Like I, I wish he would break away from Bon Appetit, uh, mm-hmm. and and do his. I, I feel like if he can get on, like because him and Maddie Matheson are friends, and and the episode where him and Maddie go uh, uh, catfishing, but it, uh, it noodling, they went noodling together. Ah, uh, uh-huh. hilarious! Best like hour of internet like watching i could ever like maddie is like a lot of like high energy and brad is like i'll go noodling sure no problem but maddie's not the type of a guy to go noodling he just likes talk likes talking a big game. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) hilarious best thing i've ever seen uh the editing's great like it's got that uh like monty python sort of like like editing where like brad is like not all there. He kind of reminds me a little bit about your, like your co, co- you know, co hosts <laughs> so right, there, right. There's a little bit of like a set. There's a centric there, you know, there's an eccentric person there. And, mm-hmm. and like, I'm like, I love this.
1: Like I, I need more. Yeah, I it, need more of this in my life. That whole channel. Cause I'm very late to the party on that. Like I just sort of discovered it not that long ago, but, um, you know, it, you would think, you would think like, well, I don't really like cooking shows, so I'm not, going to be that into it but it's not so i mean it is a lot of times about the cooking but it's more about the personalities that mm-hmm. these people have which is the case for a lot of you know different types of podcasts and shows and stuff um and yeah and then and then you just find yourself kind of drawn to these to these people um and that's the same there's like some hashtag for uh claire Saffitz, and i can't remember it's like an acronym but it's like Something about like I I would die for Claire Saffitz or I would die for her or something like that that yeah. goes around you know and I and and it's a huge she's got a huge fan base of just people that um, will watch anything she does and um, there was a whole thing about Bon Appetit and them splitting off and a bunch yeah. of problems you know with people or whatever and now she just does it from her kitchen which is um, kind of just as fun to me yeah but also, yeah. also when they were, when I was watching on the Bon Appetit channel. That also was fun to me because I love weird gadget, you know, like food gadgets and different things. And uh, they just have everything. Like if they need it and they don't have it, they buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whatever the thing is that they need some super specialty tool, they'll just get it uh, because it's Bon Appetit and they just, you know, could buy whatever they want. So that was another part of fun.
0: Yeah. uh, And like I know Susan in chat listed a bunch of like internet like YouTube cooking people like Maddie Matheson, Babish, who's real. Mm -hmm. I like Babish as well. He's super like, I like the take he did with like, I'm just going to cook things for movies and TV shows and smart. Great. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. i watched a little bit of that. Blew up. And then Sola El-Whaley, who Babish also hired, uh, like for his Babish universe. (laughs) So (laughs) that's it, Susan. Oh, I, I, oh my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I saw that. Like the, the hashtag is, uh, is an acronym of "I would die for Claire" from the Bone Appetit Test Kitchen. You can imagine the first letter of each one of those. That's the hashtag. Yeah, and I saw that on Twitter or whatever, and I was just like, "I What is that? You know, what does that even mean?" And it took me a while to to like find someone that actually typed it. But uh, yeah, she's she's a, a just an interesting person. Yeah, uh, all,
0: all of them are. Like I said, like Brad like introduced me to like mm-hmm. doing like weird crap like. I never would have thought like watching somebody make, he's like, oh yeah, we're just going to, you know, make kimchi. And he's like, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll make kimchi. And he's just like his, his attitude towards it, It's very laid back and he's very funny. And, and like, I like his hat, he calls it a Gubellini, And I'm like, that's, that's the correct name for that hat, I guess.
1: <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <clears throat> the other one that I uh, got into, Gosh, the name escapes me now because um, I kind of quit watching because I don't think there's Ben's much new. But it's the guy that would uh, build a structure in the forest with no tools, um, primitive something.
0: Primitive. Yeah, uh, I know. I watched it too. It was it was great falling asleep to that because it was just like yes, qu- quiet, no talking, just a guy in the middle of the woods like ma- slapping mud and and and
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's and it's this guy who. He, he doesn't even have a shirt or shoes or anything. He's just wearing like a pair of shorts. Mm-hmm. And he goes out in the woods and he will build um, structures, like primitive structures. Uh, he, he'll build like a, a hut. But then he'll also build like more complicated things and he'll, he'll do it all from scratch. Like maybe he'll make an axe out of a stone, you know, whatever, chips. So he can cut down some t- tree branches, that kind of thing. And then he'll build a hut. And then in the next episode, he'll build a kiln. And make tiles and actually tile the roof on the place. And so you get like eight episodes deep and this guy's got like, you know, a hut and he's got a kiln and he's got a fireplace in his hut. And he's got, you know, um, some crops growing outside. And it's like, you know, and he walked in with nothing, like not a tool, nothing. So it's pretty cool. I, I and there's heard- no talking. Yeah, none. And I remember that. I remember one of the episodes. He was like,
0: he he made heated floors. He built like an under yes. under the floor uh, like fireplace, and he made heated floors. He's like, oh, now my ho- floors are heated, and they're, and it
1: keeps the smoke out. I'm like, this, this dude, <laughs> like, and I, it's th- that's it's a premium so awesome. to pay for. Her. <laughs> it's all just nature sounds and visuals and. In not like I said, in not one episode does he utter a word, and so it is just glorious to fall asleep to because basically you're just falling asleep to nature sounds. But this mm-hmm. guy is you know building something on the screen while you watch it. So,
0: uh, yeah, and and I got Susan into and she typed like my new go to bed uh, YouTube uh, is odd tinkering, which I got like I I like people repairing things like, mm-hmm. and I there's two I there's tissy Tube which is T Y S Y Tube and odd tinkering they both they say nothing and all they do is just show you the thing they're going to restore and they restore it and it's just silent (laughs) the whole time like you may oh yeah and they even speed up to like like grinding and stuff like that so you don't like you hear like a little bit but it's like soup just just faint enough where it's like i'm gonna fall asleep to this and i do every night i'll put it on it i'll i'll pass
1: right out i'll have to yeah i'll have to uh, check that one out because i that sounds like it'd be right up my alley the other one that uh i got linked to on reddit and watched a bit of uh is the lock picking lawyer he talks but if you've ever seen that guy all he does is it's just like a table with um and it, each one is like a different lock and he just shows you how easy they are to defeat and some of them are like expensive locks and he mm-hmm. literally can use like a um like a like a piece of plastic like from a um i don't know like the lid of a container or something. And he'll just stick it in like a little spot, and it'll pop open, and and it just it makes some of these lock makers, I'm sure, go absolutely crazy because he's just like, and that's how you open that. And it took me, it takes him like five seconds sometimes uh, for these like hundred dollar locks, you know, different things. And he just kind of has a, he's a I guess he's a lawyer, but he just it's his hobby to like pick locks, pick locks, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and mo and like the majority of them, he doesn't even need like lock picking tools like he you know some of them are just like super easy to defeat like um you know a lot of master locks and different you know you know and, and you wonder like if people are watching this for nefarious purposes sometimes but uh it's kind of another interesting one you go down a rabbit hole with all of these different youtube things um yeah. it's pretty great
0: well, uh, thank you so much. We, we went longer than most sure. of my shows, but thank, thank you so much for being here. I, I appreciate it. Uh, we went all over the place, and we still talked about everything I wanted to talk about. So, uh,
1: real, real quick, uh, do you want to let everybody know where they can find your show? Sure. Uh, ventchat.com and uh, Ventchat on Twitch, and we stream Saturdays. Um, our hours had bumped around a little bit because we were just trying to figure out you know, we're making changes just to like get the best time for everybody. But now we're sort of locked into um we go live at about seven Pacific on Saturdays. Uh and we we go for a long time. So we, we might go till like eleven, ten or eleven. Um, that's again Pacific, so it would be ten o'clock Eastern. And yep. uh yeah, that's about it. I'm Vent Chat on Twitter if you want to follow me there. Yeah uh
0: real quick uh for us uh our next uh stream or next where quentin's actually back is on thursday my co-host uh we'll be playing uh, continuing our playthrough of diablo one uh so hopefully we'll be out of the catacombs and into the caves at that point so and that's thursday april 1st which is not a joke we're not fooling you we will be here uh promise <laughs>
1: I start, didn't think start about the that.
0: stream. Yeah, start start the stream and just never never flip it over. Um no, yeah, no, we will be here and uh we will continue uh, playing through Diablo. Uh th- I don't know how much for uh, we have to look, but I think we figured maybe two to three more weeks of Diablo, depending if we do any extra streams or not. So um we'll finish it eventually. So and then we'll eventually pick out our next game. Um Thank you so much, Fen. Thank you for being here. Uh, I appreciate it. Not a problem.
1: I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. So,
0: uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, and we will see you next time. Join Maelstrom Radio live Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for our podcasts and game streams at twitch.tv forward slash Maelstrom Radio. Our back catalog of podcast episodes are available at maelstromradio.com. You can email us at show at maelstromradio.com. You can tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio. Join our Discord at maelstromradio.com forward slash Discord. Also look for Maelstrom Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by maelstromradio.com and Blackfire Media. Produced by Flatus Schinter, and Susan Sprinkle. Logo and artwork by Mary K. Larkins at themarylark.com. Show music provided by MDK. Check them out at mdkofficial.bandcamp.com. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on today's show. Thank you for listening to Maelstrom Radio.